Welcome back to the party. Like any good party, uh, some unexpected shit happened and we had to tend to something of an emergency, but it's fine now. Yeah. It's actually fine. So we've had to take a break in between uh, watching this episode block and um, uh, and recording this and have a, have a bit of a sleep because we had, yeah, like a, uh, someone I know had to go to hospital and I had to make sure that they were okay. So, like, we, I guess we need to discuss the rules the, the of rule- the format of this podcast, which is supposed to be that we do this for 24 hours, right? Like, we don't stop. But I, I think that, I think the letter of the law is that it's for 24 hours, but the spirit of the law is that we have to, that we have to torture ourselves. Yeah, there has to be, like, um, a, a kind of endurance to it, right? Like, this is endurance podcasting, that's the point of it. And I think, I think our lovely listeners will understand that Though, yes, we took a break, that was a break necessitated by people going to the hospital and then assorted medical scares yeah. and all sorts of things. So, thankfully, we're still on edge. We're still terrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, I think I think generally the, the rule is that we don't stop unless we are too tired to record, like, that it won't be fun for you guys to listen to. Or... Um, so an emergency happens. Otherwise, we will stick to it. So, for example, tonight we are we're recording this, and then we're going to a pub quiz, and then we're going to come back, hopefully not too drunk, and continue on with the marathon, which is is I'm a I'm a little I'm a little nervous about this one, pals. Um, well, we also uh, at about uh, at about hour uh, halfway through hour seven, uh, the laptop where we were taking our notes died. So yeah, we've lost all the notes for this episode block, and obviously because I was a bit worried about this person, I, I I'll be honest with you guys, I have no fucking idea what happened in this episode block. Thankfully, uh, I re- thankfully I remember. I kind of partly, remember bits of it, but what I'm happy to announce, I feel like the guy from Memento, where like I can be reminded, you know. The whole point of the movie Memento is that he couldn't be reminded. Okay, well, I've only picked it up through cultural osmosis, and I was attempting attempting a joke, so I will learn from that mistake. You're going to have to get the plot of the movie Memento tattooed on you, so you can remember (laughs) it. (laughs) Rule rule one, don't don't trust IMDB. (laughs) You got got Joey Pantaloni, or whatever the fuck his name is. You got Joey Pants editing the IMDB thing (laughs) to keep you... Fuck off, okay. You're permanently terrified that you won't remember that Carrie Ann Moss spits into your beer. I couldn't think another I, I couldn't think of another film where they forget things that people would know, okay? So that was I went for it. Well, uh, a lot of plot happens in this block. Yeah. Which is to say a lot of very silly events. Um you'll remember that uh when we left Jack Bauer had just been arrested by the police. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and Jack Bauer, thankfully, he, he does the sensible thing and says, I'm actually a counter-terror guy, and I was trying to uh, delay a suspect. And they go, oh, yeah, who are you with? And he says, CTU. And they say, CT who? And, and Jack goes, yeah, no, I, that's not as funny as you think. I hear that all the goddamn time. <laughs> he has a fancy badge as well, doesn't he? Yeah. CTU does have a logo. I've noticed that they're using a lot more now. Yeah, he, he at least this time has a phone number for them to call. And they call CTU and they say, yes, no, he just does this. And they're like, we're not happy. And his boss is like, I haven't been happy for like 
about five and a half hours now, which is, you may note, about the time that this man entered my life. Mm. Uh, so they let him go, and he goes back to tailing the suspect, and he tries to get them to get rid of the um, you know, look out for this guy's stolen car warning. Uh, but after there's a bit of a road rage incident where uh, the driver gets a little bit like, he, he gets a little bit racialisted at. Oh, is that what was happening? Yeah. Because, again, like, I've only loosely picked up these episodes. I remember him being pulled over, but I had no idea what for. Um, a guy doesn't... Uh, he's being a bit slow to go off an intersection. And so the guy honks his horn, at which point the driver and his passenger get out. Right, okay. And, it, and these are the guys that look like they are the founding members of one of your, like, mid-80s... Um, action movie, multi-ethnic uh, city gang. Right. Uh, and it, it did kind of seem like the guy honked his horn, they checked the rear view mirror, and, you know, the white guy and the black guy looked at each other and were like, a Middle Eastern guy? Baby, that's member number three right there. <laughs> uh, it, like, do you still have the phone number of that, like, Tongan guy that you worked with? Because I think, you know, we can... We've, this is a four-seater car. We can just get... We can get this show on the oh, road. Yeah. Uh, and the guy ends up being like the a police car comes by and you know runs the plate, sees that it's stolen, and but then they cancel the APB just as they're about to detain the guy. So he drives off, but realizes that he that probably means that he's been made. Oh yeah, no, this was actually good, right? Because like what happened is essentially the cop is going like, this is probably no no big deal. Like I'm going to call in your license plate, and walks back to his car. So his colleague stays with um, with the suspect. Is his name Hassan? The guy who's being tailed? Yes, the guy. Yeah, yeah, so the, the, his... the guy, the guy is, uh, is called Hassan. Yeah, you've got and, one... and we, pro- we promised not to mention the fact that um, he's a Twitch streamer named Hassan. <laughs> Forgot about that joke. Yeah, so um, Hassan has got like one officer with him and then the other is in the car running the license plate and he runs the license plate and obviously Jack is there going on the phone going, hey, you got to let these guys go, otherwise he's going to realise something is up. And he fucks it up by doing so, because that means that um, Hassan sees this officer start to approach once he's run the number plate with his hand on his gun, and then his radio goes, he turns around, puts his hand up to his ear, and then he lets go of his gun and goes, yeah, you're all cool. Like, uh, So he immediately realises he's been made, which yeah. is really smart. Like, yeah. He calls and goes, calls um, like the guy in charge, and he's like, well, uh, I'm made. And he's like, you sure? And he's like, well... Reasonably. Yeah, he's like, why risk it? Yeah, it's literally like, I actually really like this scene. Yeah. I think I think this is good. Like, this is this is a well-done bit where he's it shows like that this guy is, is smart and committed and... So he just lets himself drift into the, into the oncoming lane and um, gets absolutely turned into mints by, um, by an oncoming truck. Yeah, which is like... And I said, like, and I said, well, he doesn't need ways to kill himself. He doesn't get turned into mints because he's driving a massive American-made yeah. car. So he's been a big SUV, and I was like, I feel like he could have survived that. And no sooner had the words, maybe he's still alive, the phoneme, I've exited Trin's lips, as Jack was pretty much thinking the same thing, walking towards his big, beautiful Buick. Uh, when the car explodes. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I just went, never mind. Yeah. Uh, 
You know what? But, but you get my point, right? Like, the guy is armed. Like, yeah. We've seen he's armed. If he was... I, I feel like... This, this is for dramatic. Like, dramatic. I've, this is just to be dramatic. I've, like, he could absolutely just off himself with a pistol far more efficiently. I, I have personally decided that it's because Hassan was like, you know what I've always wanted to do? <laughs> like, you ever see those crash test dummy videos? Mm. He unbuckles his seatbelt. He doesn't like, undo his seatbelt, does he either? I, I, I just actually, remembered this. I know, because I specifically was hoping that he would m- motion to undo his seatbelt so I could make a joke about that being him putting his seatbelt on, because he's <laughs> he's nothing if not a conscientious terrorist yeah. who doesn't want to like he doesn't want to kill himself when he's killing himself. Yeah. Um, they at this point this guy has been going to a fairly remote area, so they do something with some data. Uh, I, so I actually think what they do is quite smart. So um, I do remember this because I remember thinking that actually makes a sort of form of sense. Oh, so what they do is in, they in scan... My, in my first draft of the notes, I basically typed out a shrug for what they did here. Oh, right. Okay. So what they do is they scan... They're looking for an area that has multiple servers, right? Because they know there's some form of cyber attack. They also, for some reason, know that there must be some form of server main like structure for them to be able to do this live stream. Okay, sure. Whatever. Right? Like, I personally don't think you would need that to do a live stream. But maybe to disguise its location, potentially? I don't know. Um, let's just pretend, like, let's skip over the fact that CTU know that they have servers in the room where they're doing this, right? That's how they know. So they are looking at the area on thermals because servers are really fucking hot. Oh, so that's what... And then they compare that to the satellite data from, like, two weeks ago yeah so they say like and jack's like it won't work because these areas like these areas are full of like um other kind of servers and stuff like they're like there's a lot of server farms around here and like edgar says our our fucking boy goes yeah but they'll only have moved in within the last like month so just compare it like that actually makes it easier because it will be the new one i I truly every time i say that edgar is the boy i mean it yeah he's good he's actually really good like i really like him yeah I like Chloe because Chloe is is competent and mean, and I like Edgar because Edgar is competent and nice. Yeah, but he also says stuff that makes sense. Like out of all of the like the investigation tactics there, that one is actually the fucking smartest. Like that's the only time I think in this entire series they've done something that sort of makes sense. Edgar has been fucking carrying CTU yeah, on, yeah. on his broad Italian shoulders. Yeah, God bless him. He, he had actually appeared in uh, an episode of The Sopranos. Oh, he had. Yeah, we looked it up. Uh, yeah, he, uh, and of course, at this point, um, Driscoll has um, actually just gone to Chloe, who who's in you know mega jail, and is like, "Hey, you stood up for your friend, and that took guts. <laughs> so we're not going to send you to um to a black site. I'm going to get them to fax over some resignation papers so you can quit." And Chloe leaves. Goodbye, Chloe. You'll be remembered by Edgar. Before she does, though, she goes up to um, Gavin, like Sarah Gavin, Sarah Gavin, this superfluous um, analyst woman who, as we haven't even mentioned, because she exists she, to yeah. be in the background of scenes and is yeah. really one of the main reasons why we're saying that no one in CTU is bloody doing anything. She's like Michelle. She's like she's there to be like she's there to, to fill out bodies in CTU, really. Like, but Michelle actually did start to do stuff later. But like, yeah, like um, fucking Chloe wanders over and is like, 
hey, you suck. Like, I could tell you were spying on me the whole time. You're the reason I got fired. Fuck you. Like, if you're going to do it next time, at least do it well. <laughs> I, I know that, like, I could tell that you were getting spy stuff running through me. Yeah, and also, they, talk, they because, just talk because, about um, nonsense. They don't say anything that makes uh, any sense. A- Aisha Tyler, uh, who has been... She's been on the phone to, like, her secret boss, who you know, knows about everything that's been going on. Uh, and she's been you know, kind of getting... Ed- uh, when she finds out that, like, Chloe's been talking to Jack, she's like, ooh, I can use this against her. And so she gets Sarah to spy on her, and he's mm. doing all sorts of... um. Yeah, and they're doing a lot of piping. Uh, yeah, yeah. They keep talking about piping. At some point, they're going to need some fucking pipe cleaners. Yeah, so, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, so effectively, Chloe does just at one point. Chloe talking to um, to Gavin. Um, they refer to her by her last name, and it's very funny to have yeah, a woman called Gavin. Yeah, that's, uh, there's a point where someone comes over and says Gavin, and then the pe- camera pans down to her, and I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> uh, I did not know her name until then. Yeah, Chloe effectively goes like, "Gavin, you." You were piping into me, and you were piping into me poorly. <laughs> if you're gonna lay pipe, do it well, yeah, Gavin. Me- mediocre piping, <laughs> like a slapdash effort at best. Uh, not her exact words, but I think it's more important to carry across, you know, the mood. Yeah, I think so too. I think. Uh, uh, meanwhile, um, back at Stream headquarters. Mm. Um, back at the team house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, back at the TikTok hype house. Mm. Uh, the the Secretary of Defense says, hey, daughter of mine, who we are handcuffed to back to back, uh, they're going to kill me. Yeah. How keen on living are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how, how keen, to begin with, he's like, how keen on killing your dad are you? <laughs> and she's like, well, I mean... Oh, it's how, ever- it would have been so good if she was like, oh, so fucking keen, actually. I, I get to live the dream. Um is it, she's like, I, I won't strangle you to death with my own um, handcuff chains. And he's like, but well, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, so she instead decides to, but if they shuffle over, they can break a gas line and then they can both go peacefully. I really feel like that's a thing that they would have thought of, but okay. Yeah, like they... Like they've been planning this for, they've already said like five years and I feel like they would turn the gas off. Yeah, like... You, Especially given that... Um, I mean, mistakes happen, to be fair. You know, if Hassan had been planning this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is this is what happens when you, you leave your most competent guys in middle management. Like, you end up with the big guy on top who... He's out of touch. He doesn't, he, he doesn't dot the T's, he doesn't cross the I's. He thinks things are a lot easier than they actually are. And then you've got, like, the low-level guys who are the ones that, like, um, the Secretary of Defense was just mowing down with his AK... Yeah, like the Secretary right. of Attack, just like again, you know what Hassan would have done? Hassan, he would have made sure he had some heart pills. So when he started going, ag, 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 yeah, he just throw in the heart pills. It's like, oh yeah. shit, now I don't have anything. Yeah, he was like, great, now I'm going to live long enough to be killed. I miss you. I miss Hassan so much. <laughs> yeah, like sometimes I, sometimes I still see him um, on the telly in the previously on. Yeah. Um, on, on my recently gone live on Twitch page, um, <laughs> pouring pouring one out for Hassan. Yeah, he it, was good. I yeah. quite liked him. He was. Uh, it's he, like I'm having an alcoholic drink for an Islamic fundamentalist because it's what I assume he would have wanted. I don't know. I haven't read the Quran. <laughs> I I don't like. I, 
24 does a good job sometimes of giving me a villain who's actually kind of fun, right? Like, he's very silly, but, like, at least he's competent. And I think the thing is, I think, normally, this would go under the radar for me. But, but because 24 is so poorly written, when they do get a guy right, he's fun. Speaking of types of guys, actually, we have awards that we've not even started to begin oh, the sweepstakes um... for. Oh, yes. So do we? Okay. So, so in order to go into this, we need to discuss what happens with the secretary of defense first. So, well, because he's on the cards for bad dad award, but we need to, we need to get to why. Well, to begin, Joe Biden, um, president Joe Biden, someone, one of his, one of his chaps says Mm. to him, uh, you could just blow up the entire compound. And Joe Biden's like, that's good. Yeah, uh, like, and, and, the guy, like, and the guy says, but that would then kill the Secretary of Defense. And he said, oh, that's bad. He's like, but they're going to kill him anyway, so this would sit, you know, stop us from being humiliated on the world stage. And he says, that's good. Uh, and then the guy doesn't say anything to continue the that's good, that's bad bit. Yeah. So Joe Biden's like, yeah, let's Yeah, just... sure, let's, let's, let's nuke him. Uh, meanwhile, Jack Bauer is now on the outskirts of the compound. And he runs in and if you ever played metal gear solid oh he really does doesn't he 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 runs up holds up a guard well i i literally said it looks like he's going to attach this guy to a balloon yeah like like and it is uh, Kiefer sutherland is the is the voice of snake in metal gear solid 5 right so, which is like, the one with all the balloons yeah like <laughs> it really yeah it fits his character yeah it oh because well, hideo kojima Famously, a massive, like he loves American TV. Oh, he watched Twenty Four. It, it truly feels like he watched this. Oh no! And just permanently had Kiefer Sutherland at the back of his mind. This is what did but it. Da- Fuck, David, ha- David right. Hater didn't send him a Christmas card. You actually might be right. I think there. It, it's very Metal Gear. He even slides down a hill whilst holding his gun. Yeah. Oh my god, I'd forgotten the slide. It's. It like it's. You can tell that Jack Bauer is a tier one operator because anyone else doing that slide down a dusty hill would have gone, wee! Yeah, he's just cut, he's got his sights up. Uh, B holds up a guard and he's like, where are the other guards? And he's like, oh, I'll never tell you. And he's like, where are the other guards? And he's like, oh, because you asked twice. Um, yes, uh, he, has, he, he basically fills in Jack's mini-map. Mm. And Jack runs in and they're about to execute the Secretary of Attack for all of his, um, oh, Secretary of Defense mm. still. Mm. Uh, but yeah, for all of his, uh, for all the things, what he'd done. Uh, the missile at this point wasn't, go- is still a few minutes away from hitting. Mm. So all they would have done is they would have just made it very, very hard to bury him. Yeah. Yeah, so- yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the, the missile is still like a few, like a good five minutes out, literally, yeah. as they're about to execute him. So this is mistimed on the part of the US anyway. Because he is like holding, like the terrorist is holding a gun to him and saying, we've sentenced you to death. It's a very quick trial. I assumed this trial was going to take a while. Uh, well, you know, when it comes to a show trial, you already get rid of, like, a lot of them. Yeah, but I also feel like they could have done, like, uh, some specific instances of what he had done. Because they they literally, they go too heavy on the, uh, like, uh, well, it, continuing America's imperialist regime. And, like, obviously, you, you, right? Effectively, like, they just read out that one Twitter post of, you did a racism, you did an imperialism, you did a no growth. Yeah, that's, it's basically that. Like it's it's like uh, I feel like their cause would be much better 
um, any potential terrorists listening <laughs> listening in, I feel like I would take you more seriously if you um if you could because like obviously he's the Secretary of Defense for the United States. Obviously he's going to continue the like the imperialism of the U.S. But if you give me a specific some specific examples of what he's done to specific people, yeah, I feel like the case would be stronger. You know, like it, it, it doesn't even have to be like anything. obviously he's guilty, but like <laughs> it doesn't even have to be anything like beyond the pale. If they said, um. You leveled this specific apartment block on your orders, etc., etc. That that contained like two hundred women and children, you, like that kind of. Th- and I would have gone, okay, yeah, yeah, that's pretty damning. Yeah, they're like you authorized this drone strike or something. Yeah, yeah. Then okay, it, like I mean, like it, you just it, list it, off some of them. Like if they say like your crimes are too like um too long to list individually. I'm like, well, can we not have some of them? You could give us the greatest hits. But I mean, the reason they haven't done that though is because it's 24. Yeah, and same. they're not going to give us anything actually. Uh, like conflicting, they're gonna they want to paint America out to be the good guys, so you know, or at they, least the good, the, the, the like the hard man that does bad things. Yeah, they're the so um, that everyone else can sleep easy. Twenty four is very clear that this is not black and white morality. Twenty four loves black and fairly dark gray morality, and will never let you forget that dark gray is still lighter than black. Yeah, but anyway, as the guys and if, if, apparently if they're just. You know, saved even more time. They would have got this guy, but Jack turns up and just you know um, does a splinter cell breach and murks the dudes. Gives the Secretary of Defense a gut, an AK. He re- I just let him rip. Ends his turn in attack mode. No, no, he has a no, he has a handgun. Jack has the AK. Oh, yeah, you're you're right. He he decides to um. Which, which Jack is such a tier one operator that he doesn't fold the stock out on the AK. He's just using it like like he's just holding it uh, and firing it full auto, like from the hip. He's holding it like a time crisis gun. Yeah, uh, and he and Jack Bauer is Jack Bauer when he plays time crisis never stops stepping on the thing that makes you step out. Like he's just he, <laughs> Jack Bauer doesn't know that there's a cover mechanic in that game. <laughs> uh, so they they save him. There's a fun bit where Audrey is like being held hostage, and the main terrorist guy is like, "I'll kill her." And we cut to Jack, who's holding a gun up, looking really concerned. And you hold him, and then you you pan over to the um to the secretary, who's also holding a gun up, and kind of just doing the gym face from the office. Yeah, he's just like, "Oh." It looks like he's about to look into the camera and shrug. Yeah, it's so good. We tweeted a picture of it on the account, so. Go and have a look there, I guess. Uh, it's a wonderful little bit of face acting, but then Audrey stabs him, and then Jack throws a... Um... He throws a knife at him. Yeah, he throws, yeah it's, a, it's a cool throwing knife. like the, You know, the, like the specific throwing yeah, knife, yeah. like the flat ones? Yeah, apparently Jack just has one of those on at all times, you know, just in case. Well, he's got it's part of his bag that he has in his car, isn't it? No, he has, yeah, he has a balaclava, he has duct tape, zip ties, and a throwing knife. Uh, <laughs> Jack Bowers kink kit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he has the little medical scissors to be sure that if he ties anyone up, they don't. You yeah. can get them out, you know. Oh, um, Jack Bauer really pissed me off when he stopped the trial earlier too. Yeah, because um, he didn't even shout objection. Yeah, no, that would have been so like, fucking come cool. Come the fuck on! Like, if you, like, if, I don't think I would have been able to resist. No, if, if you're being, if you're, this is being broadcast to the world and it's a big like propaganda coup for the terrorists so even if you are like even if your pure objective is just to stop this big propaganda event you would do so 
by murking the guys and then saying something where even the most dyed-in-the-wool terrorist watching would be like, that was rad. Yeah. <laughs> like, walk up. Caught a jaw and... Yeah, like, like re- walk past the camera, like, you know, like, reload your pistol, say something ice-fucking-cold. And then, like, have you, have you any idea how many people would then join... <laughs> Do you know what would really, what would really cement, cement this? Do, doing all that, killing them all, then walking up and shooting secretly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that would really confuse them. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, but I was listening to the last five minutes of the trial. They made some real compelling points. <laughs> I looked up imperialism on my phone. Did you hear about this? <laughs> Audrey's there, or she's screaming, and he's like, "No, no." Imper- now look, we don't, now I don't have to get his permission. Yeah, imperialism. Is a, a is a, a critique of foreign policy. I, sorry, my data out here is since we blew up the servers, it's really bad. But uh, I'll read it to you on the drive back. Uh, so, uh, any, oh, oh fuck, we forgot. They they call in the marines. Yeah, we, we when see. when Jack is in there, the marines arrive a little after, and like they got some dudes in who were actually marines, and and I could tell. Like I was going to say at the time, hey, these guys look like they're actually marines because they're they're doing like. The way that they're breaching is actually is really well done, and I was like, "That's not actors. That's they've actually got the Marines in for this." Um, so, of course, what we get at the end of this episode is um, this episode dedicated to Dave the Troop, who apparently has died, and it doesn't tell us how. So, uh, he was a pilot, apparently. So, I'm going to choose to believe that he died in the making of this episode. Well, I. Trent, you did um, at one point, even just before the recording, say, how did he die? Oh, no, you know. No, no, I don't know. Because how many many dedicated twos have you seen that then list the manner and time the person's (laughs) death? Okay, fuck off. This episode dedicated... Yeah, this episode dedicated to Dave the Troop, who just cause of death and they just attach a copy of the coroner's report instead of a picture of him and with his family. Like, I mean, you know what? Like, okay, but I, it would be very fun <laughs> if we then find out that it was something completely unconnected to being a troop. You know, uh, like, I, like he died of like autoerotic asphyxiation or something. Like, while in the helicopter, yeah. <laughs> uh, whilst in the course of this of this filming, uh, he he found out that. Uh, this is a real man that had loved ones that we're joking about. But he found out that Kim wasn't going to be in this episode, and so he just drove his car into a truck. <laughs> Never even made it to set. I feel like he could have probably done a better job. I mean, we know he was armed. He drove his helicopter into a truck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continuing on. Um, I'm so glad that when I die and people make fun of me, I'll be too dead to hear it. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's what the... This is why I can never get on board with reincarnation because I never know if you know this dead idiot from the past is actually me. Yeah, I'm also like I'm glad that if I die, I will never have any credits like dedicated twos. Uh, I, I'm going to put up the, the posthumous episode of Twenty Four Power Party. No, <laughs> no, if I die, that is not happening. Anyway, well, they take the secretary and Audrey back to CTU and we actually find out that they have still been torturing his son. Yeah. And they say, oh yeah, secretary, um, sorry, we've been torturing your son. And he's like, how dare you torture my son? Did he tell you anything? And they're like, no, he didn't tell us anything. So he's like, well, back into the hypno chamber. Well, put him back in then. 
<laughs> genuinely, he's but, just like, well. He goes in and he's like, well, son, did you tell them what they need to know? And he says, no, it's my private life. What the fuck? And, and I'm not telling these he's nerds like, anything. He's like, and then he's like, well, back to the city and no for you then. He's like, if I thought it would be relevant, I would have told them. And he went, ah, so there was something. You know, the, the cat ear headphones go back on. Caramel dancing starts playing. He screams. <laughs> no! But, <laughs> so, anyway, Bad Dad Award. Now, in, now right now, we've got, we've got Secretary Heller, who apparently has alienated his son. Mm-hmm. And then, upon, upon kind of reconciling with him and almost being killed, agrees to have him tortured. Yeah, so he's in the running for the Bad Dad Award. Absolutely. Uh, like, this is... Again, last season we had a lot of we, we had a lot of dads, but we didn't have anyone that was like a really bad dad. Yeah, this the sweepstakes for this 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 season's bad dad award. They're high, like they're high. This is a difficult one to call. Yeah, last, even so far. Like, oh yeah, last block table setting. Yeah, this block all dads all the time. Yeah, uh, and oh, and also they they that briefcase that they. Um, that they took off the guy in the train, they find it at the compound, and they they realize that it's some nuclear power plant override that's going to. So if a power plant was going was melting down, uh, you'd be able to remotely take it offline. Yeah, and they take which it. sounds like a sensible idea until you realize that there is no way in hell that that would exist because otherwise someone could steal the briefcase and do this with it. Yeah. Uh, well, back at the. Um, uh, back with the lovely terrorist family. Mm. Uh, so Debbie, uh, the American girlfriend, is still dead. Yeah, and she has a very annoying ringtone. Mm. Oh, oh, and we we mentioned a, uh, like the the train with the pillow over the front of it. They do actually shoot like put a bullet into her corpse so that like Baruz's dad will believe that he shot her. Mm. But they do do the pillow over the gun and it, thing. You really want like Shari Agdashvili just to go like, yes, they they they. Found a ton of these around the briefcase. Apparently, there was an unconnected car nearby. That was... <laughs> <laughs> you, you park your pickup truck full of explosives, and you park a van full of pillows <laughs> between it. Um, and uh, a, a guy called Tarek comes up to help them get rid of the, um, of Debbie's body. But first, Debbie's mum turns up. She calls Debbie's phone, uh, and there is actually a real number. And that, connect, oh. and that connects to the 24 prop phone, baby. Oh, okay. So that's like a number that you could call. And it would say, you've reached the 24 prop phone. Please leave a message. And they, they did it to the showrunners when they were going around like location scouting. They, you know, they, they would take the prop phone with them just so that then, you know, if it rang, they would answer and you know, they get to talk to a fan or something. Well, that's quite sweet. Yeah. I quite like that. Yeah. Uh, in the first week since um, that episode went up, uh, they got 80,000 calls. Jesus Christ. What? I don't think I would call a number if I saw it on a, on a film, right? Or like, uh, or any kind of media. I, I don't think that's a thing that I would do. But like, I am always kind of glad when this kind of thing exists. Like they did it. Um, there was a the thing they did for Utopia where they did this, where like, um, you know, the bit where uh, like they're making an appeal for Grant Latham. Oh, yeah. And his mum is, like, talking, being like, Grant, just come home. And there's, like, a hotline. If you ring that number, it gives you, it takes you to the Grant Latham, uh, like, hotline. Like, um, it tells you, like, a bunch of stuff about him and, like, and then asks you to leave a message. Which well, I think was actually really nice well, world building. I know. Like, I, I love stuff like that. But, um, 
is, I think people call these these numbers because every time you see a number on TV, we're so used to it having you know the like in America they always use the area code five five five. Right. Because okay. that because that doesn't exist. Right. Okay. So if you see five five five, it's always fake. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So when you don't see the five five five, you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Because that's how That does say. make sense. Yeah, but there's not really a thing in the UK. Like yeah, area it, codes are just yeah. If it doesn't have five five five, that effectively means you, you look. It's at open it, season on calling that number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. That makes more sense to me. Uh, uh, so Debbie's mum turns up and says, "Hey, is it Debbie here?" And I go, "No." And she's like, "Oh, okay." Well, and I'll, then I'll... somebody, a fan, accidentally rings the yeah, 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 she... the prop phone, and she's like, "That's a, it sounds like a ring phone, a ringtone." And. But, Quick this MF said yeah. ring phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Changing the name of this podcast episode to ring phone. <laughs> Q. Um, yeah, Beru's, who, again, Hart's not really in it, but he's pretty good at this. Uh, just goes, yep, uh, but we actually have the same ringtone. Yeah, we changed it when we started dating. Yeah, because we love each other so much. Yeah, because, no, they go, uh, there are lots of phones around. Uh, Miss Mrs. Debbie, and, and she goes, no, no, she downloaded that one specifically. It's one of her favorite songs. And Beirut fucking bails them out by going like, it's actually my phone we, because we love each other so much. It's like, that's smart, kid. Now, if you know, go away, we've got to bury somebody else in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a very busy day of uh, nothing. So he's brought out to the desert by Tariq the Fixer. Mm. And um, when Shore finds out, oh, Tarek brought him to the desert. She's like, hey, um, uh, so Beirut's dad, whose name is Navi, which is easy to remember because we all love the movie Avatar. Hmm. I was thinking the esports org. But... Uh, I, I was, um, oh, you mean Natus Winkere? Yes. Yeah, that's right. I know that, that what, I know that Navi is actually short for, yeah. for born to win in Latin. Oh. Yeah, uh, of course you do, because you know Latin, don't you, you, big fucking weirdo? Fuck, what's Latin for yes? Itawero. <laughs> <laughs> you could be speaking Simlish, and I would have no idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, my, my favourite Julius Caesar quote is, Flilum schmabadawadi. Veni vidi schmabu. Julius Caesar no, turning around. No, ar- this is going to be one of those bits that will not leave our brains for months Ju- now. Julius Caesar Latin tur- being Simlish is like the new, like, uh, the, the Welsh and South African accent of the same. Ju- so it's just impenetrable to anyone else. Julius Caesar turns around on the floor of the Senate, seeing that the final blade comes from his his best friend, Brutus. And as, he, and as Brutus sinks the knife in, the plumb bob over Caesar's head turns red as his social meter is drained. <laughs> Romancing death after he comes to... Yeah. Quickly, quickly building an aqueduct around death so he can't come and take <laughs> Julius Caesar away. <laughs> uh, making a, a Roman version of Spore that's just called S-P-Q-R-E. Oh, that's good. That's I good like that. That's... Anyway, so... Uh, Beirut's... After digging a hole for um, to bury his girlfriend in, he's like, "Hey, I reckon you probably want to also kill me." And so he, he repeatedly hits Tarek with the shovel. I don't think I've. I think the I can count on maybe one hand the number of times that I've seen a guy is 
taken out to like the desert or the woods and has to dig a grave mm. where the guy then doesn't just beat someone with the shovel. Yeah. Like you could give him a kiddie space. I feel like the, I feel like the efficient way to do this. If I was say, if I was a fixer um, would be that I would leave the guy in the car tied up and, uh, and, and then I, I would dig the grave myself. Either that or you would never enter shovel range. Mm, mm. He digs a grave. You stay in the car listening to like, cause it, it's always in the dead of night, and that's when you get the really interesting, like, Radio Four documentaries about, like, you know, oh, I did always wonder how the traveling Wilburys formed. Yeah, I mean, I think the important thing here is this one kind of makes sense, right? Because um, Baruz is not supposed to have realized that he's about to be killed, and yeah, he's already yeah. burying a corpse. So it's yeah. like, yeah. Um, and at this moment, we find uh, Tariq tells him that actually it wasn't, you know, the boss that wanted him that wanted you to be killed. It was your father. And we cut. Now we cut back to um to the parents. He's like, where the dad goes. Oh yeah, no, um, we. It does seem like this guy wasn't really fully with the program. So um, he yeah. says. He says to Shora, like, well, see, there's this award on a podcast that I listen to, um, where I've been getting my terrorism tips. So we have since improved the broadcast for the next mm. time. Uh, but um, yeah, there's a, they have this bad dad award, and I just I'm really keen to win. Mm. I know that it seems like I've got this one in the bag by making my son kill his girlfriend. And then having him killed for it. Oh, yeah. no, no. I, I think I've already... I think having him killed for it would really cement it for me. Mm. Uh, if it's possible, could we get another kid for me to mistreat in the next um, 16 hours? Yeah. And Shuri Agdashvili is like, that would not be practical. And he's like, well, in that case, we're going to need to get this one kid back because he's probably escaped by now. <laughs> in uh, that case, he's going to need to string it out for a while so I can continue being evil to him. Because um, the Secretary of Defense has got me on the run. Yeah, he's given me a run for yeah. the money in this in the bad dad sweepstakes. Yeah, uh, Shori goes and you know, the plan is that she's going to you know, pretend she doesn't know and is going to then effectively bring trick Beirut and bring him back to you know to Navi and their waiting goons. Uh, but she tries to help him escape, and is then shot for her trouble. Yeah. And, uh, in the arm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is the worst place to be shot. Yeah, and they they go to like, um, they go to hospital to like get her get her treated, and a, a nurse ends up telling the police because. Uh, I think they have to report gunshot wounds. Yeah, they're like in the US. They're like, like what? What? How? How did you um? How did you get shot? And it's like. No, it's my fault. I should have fixed that gate ages back. Because Beru's... I don't know if this is Beru's being really good at improvising or not. Like, on the one hand, oh, like, yeah, she fell on, like, a broken gate. Sure, why not? But on the other hand, they did still tell the police. So I think maybe we're, maybe we're judging Beru's too harshly. I think Beru's might be the master improviser here. Yeah. Beru's on, like, a... on. Um, whose line is it anyway? Oh, but like the the memory TV version of whose line is it anyway? Oh no, yeah. that's a bit that I'm not comfortable doing. Yeah, like that. Instantly, five different sketches that they could do came to mind, and let me tell you, none of them would make it into the final edit of this podcast. Yeah. Look, uh, the um that device that does meltdown that can stop meltdowns. It turns out you can also start meltdowns. Yeah, no, that's that's a problem with it, you see. So I, I looked to see if nuclear power plants are in any way connected like this. And of course they're not. Oh, yes, yeah, so it turns out that... Like, of course they're not. They're all analog. Uh, oh, no, here, here was actually the smart 
part of the plot that you actually were kind of like, all right, where this is like a multi-stage attack. And the whole point of streaming Hella's trial was to create such a massive spike in internet traffic that it would disguise a cyber attack on the um, these power plant systems, mm. preventing them from being taken offline and uh, sending them into meltdown. Yeah. So you can. So like, obviously, power plants are connected to the internet, right? But, but like, uh, realistically, none of the functions of the power plants are. So you can get like personnel files, stuff like that. Like power plants have been hacked. Yeah. But they're never like. You can never fuck with the reactor or anything to really do with the systems in the power plant. You You just get their computer network. You you have to invent this override device to be like, oh yes, because of this because of this new device that we're that we're testing, uh, all of these are connected to the internet in all of the important ways. Mm. I guess the uh, I guess the point of this is that somebody somebody watched Chernobyl and went, wouldn't it be great if those like four dudes didn't have to die? Yeah. Those those guys that had to go to like shut off the water valves or whatever. Um, that's that the, this uh, in Soviet Russia they just have there's just a guy. Whereas like in America they have a briefcase that can cause. Well, in 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 America they have guys that melt, but none of them have the requisite degree in nuclear physics. <laughs> they just send in George Mason. <laughs> like George, okay, you know you how you survived that plane crash. Now you're our reactor guy. And now he's dead. They have to get the no, fucking briefcase no, to they, do they, his job. He, he survives the plane crash, but so they put him in cryosleep. <laughs> so they can unfreeze him and just send him in anywhere. Like he's fucking forks from the end of Fallout 3. No. He's like, well, I wouldn't I wouldn't deny you this. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Jack Bauer, this is your destiny, not mine. <laughs> Imagine if he'd done that in the plane. <laughs> Just takes a parachute, jumps out. Jack Bauer, I would never deny you this. <laughs> Just... <laughs> like he, he reveals that actually he snuck onto the plane purely to tell Jack to go fuck himself. <laughs> You've caused me one too many fucking uh, problems at work. Yeah. I've done too much paperwork. Can you not see me making evil faces through the glass at you? Yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing that right now, Jack. I'm gonna make them all the way that all the way down. Yeah, I'm making that evil face. He, he doesn't. He doesn't even take the parachute. He just stands by the edge of the plane. Shoots himself with a tranquilizer. It's like, remember, uh, yeah, Jack, remember when you did this to me and just falls out. Well, <laughs> uh, that means there's like a hundred, a little, a little over a hundred nuclear reactors all about to go um, into into meltdown across the US. Mm. And who takes like eighty something of them offline? The fucking boy. He does. Edgar. Yeah, he pipes into the reactor. Yeah, and. Ed, Edgar pipes like it's no like it's no one's business. He lays pipe like a fucking champion. And so there are only six. Um, there are only six uh, reactors left, and Joe Biden could, he says, "Okay, well, let's evacuate these cities." Hmm. And the cities say, uh, "One second, um, Mr. President, it's been an honor." Yeah, that's why they all salute and leave their homes. Yeah, yeah. Um, while oh yeah, while Audrey was. Um, after they tried to, uh, after Audrey tried to kill herself and her dad with a gas line, um, afterwards a terrorist was like, "Do you smell gas?" And they went, "Yeah." Oh no! That like, has anyone checked on the hostages? Did, did they really? I'm I've forgotten so much oh, of yeah. this shit. But when they pulled them out, um, Audrey sees a white guy. Oh yeah. And it's like, it's like wait, like a fucking white run guard. So wait, I know you. 
and the guy's like, uh, I'm with the Thane, and just runs off. Yeah. <laughs> and she's back at CTU, realized that she's recognized him from a Heritage Foundation dinner. And a, uh, a lesser show would have said, the Heritage Foundation, that's a right-wing think tank. But instead, it's willing to just say, the Heritage Foundation, and let us fill in the blanks. Mm. Um, and so they go to a, a CCTV company that ha- uh, was doing the, the, fo- the security footage for that, so they can effectively run it through, find the guy's face, work out how he, who he is. And while they're there reviewing the footage, uh, they get attacked by a whole ton of dudes because clearly someone's told them where they are. And we do get we get a brief, a, a, a two-second mention of our favorite unseen character, the security guard Mitchell, who is not at his post yeah. in a... It, what I can only presume was then later aggressively ripped off in Quantum of Solace. Mm, yeah. Um, they get attacked. They kill tons of dudes. Audrey kills, I think, maybe, you know, I, I didn't see her kill anyone, but I'm going to round up and assume that she ended someone's life. I think she got at least one of them. Yeah. Uh, but they're both out of ammo. And no one can help them. Nothing can save them. Jack, you know, he he's called in to be like, can't anyone help us? And then who fucking arrives? Who domes like three dudes Ugh. and walks up? I've known this was going to happen. Fucking Tony. Oh, Tony Almeida. <sighs> he's not in prison for all the treason that he's done. He's. How's my rescuing you now? Yeah. How's my rescue profiling? And Tony then takes him to what can best be described as his fuck pad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's a really depressing fuck pad where Tony is watching Spanish language um, football, mm. uh, which I've written down. It's because he hasn't achieved his life goal. Oh, fuck off. That's a waveform. Oh, and he's drinking from a Chicago Cups mug. And it's like, yeah, you, you get it. This guy's at the end of his rope. This guy has nothing to live for. You don't need to make him a Chicago Cubs fan as well. That's, you know. <laughs> uh, and. Oh yeah, we yeah. learned some shit about old tones. So apparently, Michelle, uh, well, Jack and the president were able to get Tony out of prison for all the treason, uh, and then Tony was really pissed off about everything, and so Michelle left him. And you even get like a somebody even says, "Wait, didn't you go to prison for her?" And yeah, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I did." And now apparently, Michelle is like um, a deputy director at district. Yeah, which we said like, it, it's like she's gone to play on a big farm upstate. Mm. Like, it's. <laughs> yeah, like, um, she has a she has a desk and an office with a lot of room for her to run around in. She's the new Chappelle. They're training her to. They're training her up on her frying pan resistance. Yeah, because she was the one that hit Chappelle with the frying pan to begin with. Yeah, so she knows. Yeah, they're like, oh, first things first. Someone's going to hit you with the frying pan, and Michelle She's is like, like I, invent- already... I invented that move. Yeah. <laughs> you, you hear about a guy on the news getting hit in the head with the frying pan, and you think of me? No, I am the one who whacks. <laughs> <laughs> I am the fryer. <laughs> okay. And, well, we meet Tony's new girlfriend, uh, who I have in my notes, uh, has a choker and cheekbones, mm. uh, which is to say, it's a shame that she probably isn't going to be in much of this um, series, because... Yeah, I would be, and yeah, I would I would appreciate her being in longer, actually. Yes, um, Trin was once more being gay. Uh, so, uh, I can't be, I can't be, um, 
I can't be horny for for Audrey or whatever the fuck her name is because she looks like an NFT of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> like it's she's she's very unattractive to me. I'm sorry, Kim. I'm sorry, Kim Raver. <laughs> that was very mean of me. I feel bad now. I'm sure you're lovely. I just don't find you very attractive. You're very conventionally attractive, just not to me. <laughs> You're saying you wouldn't funch her. <laughs> non-fungible Jack wife. No, NFT, a non-fungible totty. I nearly sprayed my drink everywhere. Fuck yeah. you. Almost. <sighs> yeah, I don't know if my lease allows me to repaint my walls, even if it is with, you know, punch, Pacific punch monster energy. That... <sighs> uh, and yeah, because about... yeah, Michelle left Tony because he was so angry. And I was like, this was not a new development. Mm. Like, this is like when when someone buys a puppy and then it grows up to be a dog, and they're like, I never knew this would happen. I mean, it's so clear to me that the actress that played Michelle just didn't want to come back. Yeah, like that's just and and like, uh, how do we have Tony in this but not Michelle? Uh, well, well they um they run the uh, the picture of the guy through um CTU database, and uh, yeah, so the, the chap Audrey recognized is a. He works for a defense contractor company called McLennan Forrester, who also made that nuclear override device, <gasps> and who we recognize as the guy that Aisha Tyler has been calling up. <gasps> so they go and you know, they go and arrest him, and because he, he's about to fly off in a helicopter. And yeah, and the, and the pilot says, no, I'm not going to fly you out of here. So he pulls a gun and says, like, what about now? And the pilot's like, you make a compelling point. Yeah. Once more, I've been defeated in the marketplace of ideas. Mm. <laughs> the ultimate debating tool, like yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. The uh, witty riposte is what he calls the derringer in his pocket. Oh, that's a good bit, though. That's like um, that's like the that's like a, a um a ship name from um. Fuck! What is that series? The Ian and Banks series. The Foundation Culture series. Culture where the where the um where the the ships have their own names. There's some that are like called like gunboat diplomacy and things like that. Like they name themselves. That's like that's the same kind of naming scheme. Okay, so, well, thankfully we can assume that Henry Powell does name his gun something cool, so we should like him mm. because as they're arresting him, he then gets sniped. Yeah, and he can never be. We can never have this we image ne- of him taken out of our brains. Yeah, we we can't be corrected. Yeah. So never meet your hero. Never idolize a character who who survives more than an episode. Yeah. Uh, what's a? <laughs> Meanwhile, Aisha Tyler. Uh, has been like she set up Sarah Gavin to seem like she was the one that was funneling the information mm. to um to the goons that went after uh, that went after Jack. And that's why she was piping through Sarah. Yeah, like Sarah was simply the middle pipe. Mm. Uh, and uh, hmm. well, you know what, Gavin, Gavin, it's been a whole episode without us seeing someone get tortured, so. And how how good is your like taser tolerance? Yeah, they they clearly only have like the one sensory deprivation hood. Yeah, so they just tase her in the neck over and over. They're like, I feel like tasing someone in the neck is a really fucking good way to kill them. I I feel like that is a really bad idea. And yeah, like, if if nothing else, she's not going to be able to hear your questions after a while, because her ears will be ringing from how many times she's heard someone yell, Taser! 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 <laughs> uh, 
add... Is that a thing they do elsewhere? Or is it just something that they train our cops to do? I actually don't know. Uh, I don't know. I've it's never... a very British police thing to do. I think like the the the, the vibes of it are very like yeah, a very British police. Uh-huh. But like, uh, I feel like they have to. Right, there has to be some way of making sure that someone's that people stay clear. Otherwise, it'd be very funny if we were finding out that American police were tasing themselves all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we can believe that. I think even if they yell taser, 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 then an American cop's just going to go like, wait, what? Where's a taser? Turn around and run towards the sound of the noise. <laughs> They're like those um, Russian bomb dogs. Mm, mm. Uh, Ed, We're going to run under a police car and explode it. Yeah. Um, uh, well, Ed, Edgar, the boy, mm. he's like, I don't... He kind of... You know what Edgar reminds me of? Now, are you familiar with Winnie the Pooh? Yes. Does Edgar kind of look and sound like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. He's like somewhere between Winnie the Pooh and Big the Cat from the Sonic games. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear. I can... Yeah, I, I see it. Uh, he think, He's feeling pretty bad about Gavin getting, um, like, oh my god, they really are, they do just have a room for all of your different kinks. She's currently getting the Electro room. <laughs> I hate electric shocks. This is, like, well known. Yeah. Well, um, he, then, he then fishes Aisha Tyler. And exposes her with her password, hmm. and because uh, he's good at his fucking yeah. job. Also, um, we we, and we have... might need to add a new award. You know, the CTU employee uh, employee <laughs> who isn't Jack, who actually gets shit done. No, employee of the month. Employee of the month, right? I, I mean, it's gone to Edgar. Yeah, like a hundred percent. Yeah, like um, Edgar also doesn't he? He doesn't really break the rules. He, yeah, he he goes. He is what Driscoll thinks she is. Yeah. He's by the book, but he's good at this. Yeah, but I mean, there's one time where he does, and it's to help Chloe, and it's covered, but like... Because Chloe, yeah, because Chloe is like... I will... It's still in pursuit of the right thing, yeah. and it's also... It's kind of one of those rule bends that's like... It's because Driscoll is aggressively fucking everything up, so yeah. like... No, Driscoll at this point is... Um... And he's bullied into it. He's kind of blackmailed yeah. into it, yeah. so like... And I, this is CTU. Everyone's got blackmailed into doing something yeah. at, least, at least twice today. Uh, Driscoll at this point is also uh, her her daughter is um, currently. Oh yeah. Yeah. So her, her daughter is currently being in more and more distress, and yeah. you know, they give her medicine that she's allergic to. <laughs> they just give us. Says here she's allergic to peanuts. This will shut her up. Yeah. <laughs> Like as if this is so taking the piss, right? No, because it's what, like, what, what have you, what have you given my daughter? It's like, um, well, she kind of I, she was talking a lot, so we gave her some Nutella, which is really fucking annoying. So we got the frying pan. Uh, yeah, she's allergic to frying pans, but <laughs> this the medical records say that she's only allergic to um to non-stick cooking implements. And it's like those are out of date. <laughs> it's just like so. The point of this she's is a, clearly she's allergic to Teflon. She they're gonna they're gonna have this thing where they're like, oh, she really does have to like, she has to stop and go and look after her daughter because not only does she have schizophrenia, but also she's unconscious and in a coma. And she's gonna come too, and she's gonna get even weirder. Like that's the that's what's gonna happen. She's gonna get into even more distress. You're gonna have even more of a psychotic psychotic break because she's been hit on the head with a frying pan and. If there's any justice... It's just so silly. Like, they could have just... Like, a better show would just write a plot that meant that her daughter's, like, psychotic break was, like, bad enough that that it was, like, kind of heart-wrenching and, like, we, we, like, we would understand that she would have to go and deal with that. Um, but, like, 
because this is 24, she has to have like have that and, and then... then be hit on the head with a frying pan and I'm sure something else will happen. If there was any justice in the world, um, so there's going to be a, like a, a director slot opening up. There's already an, uh, a director of field ops because uh, Doc Ock got mm. blasted. Edgar. Edgar should 100% be head of CTU. I... But okay, I don't know. But also, to be fair, would that be taking him out of his comfort zone? I think he I, is I, so good at his job where he is, and he's doing so much good. And you don't want to. You, well, yeah, yeah, this is the opposite of the um of the Hassan. Yeah, like, yeah, getting... like he's actually good in the middleman position, like because like, Hassan. Okay, well, maybe maybe give Hassan a few trial shifts as like yeah. full manager just to see if that's. <laughs> We're gonna put Hassan in charge of CTU. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. They, they they do a little um they they do like a, listen I know how they think yeah, they, <laughs> like, <laughs> they do like an undercover boss but for like <laughs> yeah uh, so I'm trying to think of something like um like wife swap what uh, one so they, they then put George Mason in there and they're like they're like well we we're actually only we only have a plan that's going on today and then we're probably all going to be killed and they're like we have a guy <laughs> we're, he's in cryo sleep and how, how fine are you with people melting? And they're like, well, that's probably going to happen to at least two or three of us by yeah. the end of the day, honestly. We're doing a meltdown thing. Oh, okay. Like, great. Well, we've got a guy who's like halfway into the ghoulification process. Mm. <laughs> anyway. Where the fuck were we? We were, we were saying that Edgar went is good at his job. Oh, yes. He exposed Aisha Tyler. And then she's like, uh, I'm going to calmly walk out. And a CTU guard is there like, hey, uh, hey Aisha Tyler. Um, hope you're not trying to run away for, or anything. And so she decks him. Just utterly dismantled. These he, poor CTU guards. Jack dismantled a guy to go in and um, and shoot Shrek in the leg mm. earlier. Like This CTU guard, the guards have started wearing red shirts. Yeah, it's getting like... like we, have we mentioned in previous series just how many of the CTU guards get owned? We, well, I think we were joking and saying that it was always the same one that like Jack was jingling his keys. It's always the same dude, yeah. yeah. Um, like, this poor fucking guy. Yeah, like, it's either Jack's uh, beating them up or Tony's beating them or up. Or Nina's shooting them. Yeah. Like, they're always getting owned. Like, the danger pay for working as a guard at CTU must be insane. Yeah, like, you, you, you would be, like, a desk officer at CTU and you will get tortured. Or you're a guard and you will get your fucking nuts destroyed. <laughs> or joining CTU as a guard so I can... <laughs> well, um, I, Aisha Tyler gets arrested by Curtis, and uh, just because she fumbles her keys getting to the car, and they, as they're walking her back in, a uh, an agent goes to like search her car, and as he unlocks it, the car blows up. Mm. So again, the danger, the, the turnover at CTU. Yeah, we have. Currently, zero people working for CTU that were working there even one year ago. Oh, fuck yeah, you're right. Because after, now they fired Chloe, it's like an entire new... Yeah, like Chloe was Chloe was the only one. Jack has been reinstated, but for like a day. That doesn't count. Yeah, and he's like, he's not really on payroll. Yeah. Um, fuck, you're right. There's like no one there that's... Yeah. Um, which means huh. you have to ask it because I, I am aware... That there is a character who will um can that maybe maybe we've met maybe 
only I have met. Oh, no. Uh, that will continue to be like a CTU regular. Uh, oh, it's going to be fucking Driscoll, and I'm going to be so mad. Well, some of these characters you've got to be ready to be in the long haul for. Oh, okay. Uh, it better be fucking Edgar. It better be Edgar. Edgar is the fucking boy. Although, um... Because, like, I know I know it's not going to be because he has the cursed position. Like, we know, like, you know how CTU is always, like, the director of CTU always changes and, like, always gets shuffled out. But it, it I feel even worse about, like, the, um, the middle tech guy is always, like, just killed but, in the worst possible way. Yeah, like, the last guy got um, Jokerified and then melted because he was full of virus. Um, yeah, and then we also had... Um, Jamie getting murdered by Nina in season one. Yeah, we also had... Um, well, well, we had Milo as well in season one, uh, but he just kind of quietly like quit the job, I guess. Yeah. But like, we also have um, the puppy girl who got exploded oh, and yeah. then brought back to life. So they so could kill her again. So she could do her job and then die. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember her name even. But yeah, like, Her name was Puppy Girl. Yeah, but there's uh, and she was a very good girl. Yes, she was. But like, <laughs> she's like she's um, also running around that big office upstate. <laughs> she's also at district. <laughs> oh my god! Are you all going to district? Is Driscoll one cold motherfucker? Because she said at the end of the day she's going to send Jack to district. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, like Jack. Has- oh, anytime they say that they're going to send someone to district now, I'm going to start looking at that like. That's like a bullet behind, between the eyes, behind yeah. the shed, you know? You got Chappelle. Chappelle got promoted. <laughs> um, well, I think, I think we've, um, well, we, we've got the, the we, we decided that um, Hella and uh, Navi, Hella is a bad dad. Mm. And then Navi is just like a terrible dad, like a heretofore, like, unpre- Unf- yeah. an, an unprecedentedly bad dad. I think he's... Possibly like the entire runtimes in, in the lead on the bad dad like leaderboard currently, but we will see. Yeah, no. and I think the the thing is, if you'd said to me tried to have his son killed compared to try having his son tortured, I think I generally would have gone for like torture is worse than death. But given that the torture is something that I think I would find quite fun. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm maybe being and, a bit soft on that. And, and also, it's really hard to overstress this. Um, well, because it's hard to bring it up in where to cop big metal gag that lock, <laughs> like a big metal like blindfold gag thing that locks. It, it's also really hard um, to get across how much of a fucking buzzkill Navi is. Yeah, like, every single time you see him, he's always just going like, "Hey, um, my family, who I hate." Yeah, at least at least there's one thing I hate more than you, America. He's the anti-wife guy. Oh my god, he is. You know, like how um, you know, like how like every superhero has um the version of themselves that's like, you know, you've got Flash and you've got Reverse Flash. You've got um, you know, you've got Iron Man and you've got the Iron Monger. Like we have the wife guy Jack facing his greatest foe yet. The anti-wife guy. You know who else was in the running for uh, a bad dad at one point? Go on. Gary, the guy from season two who also killed his wife. And that's why he was only We're getting defeated the fundamentals by Jack being a... of a of a bad dad. And then, oh my god, 
season three, the bad guy is the MI6 agent whose daughter is like Bizarro Kim. Mm. Weird. <laughs> um, it's possible the writers of the show are not very good. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking about season five. And in season five... Tell me nothing. In season five, there are wa- there are wife shenanigans. Okay. And in season six, I don't know precisely how things are going to develop, but I got a few episodes in, and um, it seems like they might also be doing a bizarro Jack route. Sick. Uh, uh, okay. Right. Also, so so the bad dad sweepstakes are easily being won by Navi, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, I think. Hello would have probably. Is there anyone else in the Bad Dad sweepstakes right now? Um, not really, right? No, even Jack. Like anything bad he's doing isn't isn't too kip. Yeah, it's not in his role yeah, as yeah. a dad. Um, um, no, I think. I, I, what about the no good, terrible, awful, shitty day award? Uh, I kind of feel like it should potentially be going to either Beirut. Or uh, Richard Heller's son. So thinking, we are actually I, just getting the kids now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the, I was my initial thought was Tom Hardley. Tom Hardley. Oh, um, that's um, uh, Tom Hardley is uh, the secretary's son. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who in the fun movie Upgrade looks a goddamn lot like Tom Hardy? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot that that was him. I, was, yeah. that, I knew that you had been calling someone Tom Hardley, but I've forgotten who. Yeah, it, it, I. Uh, he's having a wonderful time. Yeah, he's well, he. He's going to learn to like it. Hmm. Um, At the end of this, she will be having a brilliant time. No, I think Beirut... Okay, let's let's look at this. (laughs) Good joke. Um, (laughs) A solid bit. Beirut, yeah, he... um, He almost had to kill his girlfriend, but she was murdered anyway. He's... Yeah, Beirut. Competent, but having a shitty time. Yeah, um, I think the fact that he's competent is making a worse time of it for him. Hmm. Because, like, you know, uh, arguably, you could say Audrey as well is having a terrible day. Like, I mean, her dad's been kidnapped, her brother's being tortured. Uh, she's been held up by goons like yeah. a lot. Um, oh, and we haven't even mentioned in this whole thing her um, her ex husband, who's Australian. Oh, fuck yeah, <laughs> he's Australian. He's now back in the scene. He's just kind of hanging around. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of feel like yeah, he just turns up seemingly to meet Jack Bauer. <laughs> Uh, like he doesn't I, actually I feel, do anything yet. You know, there's that Simpsons joke where the um, like the Yakuza and the Mafia are having a fight on their front lawn, mm. and uh, Homer doesn't want to go inside because he's like, "Oh, the little guy hasn't done anything yet, and you you know it's going to be good." I feel like plot wise, mm. yeah, he's gonna he's gonna do something. Yeah, but you don't you, you don't set up like Shekhov's husband. Although to be fair. We've had characters in the past, so I thought we're going to be more developed. Like fucking George Mason's son, who turned up to be like, no, I don't forgive you, Dad. Thank you for the money. Rip in hell, bitch. Like, I think... Well, I want to believe. Okay. You present your husband, and you present to me a husband who is Australian. Mm. Like, that mantle is juddering under the weight of... Because, again, you've got a whole fucking guy up there. Yeah, they haven't just picked some out-of-work actor in LA, have they? So. They've picked some out-of-work actor from Melbourne. Yeah. Who then moved to LA. Mm. Um, well, I think that I think this is us. I think we're... I think, I think considering that we... I could not remember a goddamn fucking thing. You're, I've done fairly well. You remember Dave the Troop. I remember Dave the Troop. And I will remember Cause, him cause forevermore. We'll never forget Dave the Troop. Yeah. Um, I'm saluting. Yeah. Just so that... So, 
so that everyone knows. Dave the Troop. It's been an honor. Um, right, pub quiz. Pub quiz time. Uh, pub quiz starts in about two minutes time, so we have to go. We have to go to the pub quiz. We're going to go. We're going to win it. Um, I'm going to transfer those winnings into uh, into drinks, mm. so then we can start off ready to hoot. Mm. Mm. Uh, until next time, don't stop the party unless someone has to go to a hospital or someone or finds... a pub quiz. Yes, uh, and then we will continue the party afterwards. <laughs> we will only into like you can at most intermit the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but... Twen- See you in a bit, guys. Yeah, yes, this has been another episode. Twenty-four hour asterisk party people. Wait, fuck, Bauer. God, God 